The opinions expressed within this podcast are solely mine and do not necessarily reflect the opinions and beliefs of Idol Courses or its affiliates. This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself. Welcome to Leaving the Classroom. This is a podcast for teachers who are ready to transition out of the classroom and into a new career. Each week, I'll share stories about what I've learned moving from education to the corporate world. I'll answer the most common questions and share my best tips to help you get started. If you are considering leaving the classroom, this show is for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Leaving the Classroom. I'm Christy Oliva, and I'm so glad you are here. We are continuing with our series called The Narcissist Traits of Education, and we've been talking about some of the catchphrases that teachers hear from parents, other teachers, their administration, so many things that we hear as teachers that are toxic positivity, and more specifically today, we're going to talk about gaslighting, which is a narcissistic trait that we can see in the education system as well. And here's how. First of all, gaslighting is manipulation of another person into doubting their own perceptions, experiences, or understanding of events. It's when people say things like, I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this, or you're being too sensitive, or wow, you are so dramatic. And the outcome of that is it makes you think, gosh, am I crazy? Is that really what happened? I mean, is this normal? Am I feeling, am I, am I doing too much? And to be honest, this was so ingrained in me from the education system that now I see myself in corporate asking myself those same questions all the time. But in fact, I'm told, no, that's, you know, it is normal what you're feeling and that's okay to feel that way instead of it being pushed down the way it was when I was an educator. All right, so the same way that I did before, I asked the teachers in my mentor program at Idol Courses Academy to submit to me some of their examples of gaslighting in the education system. And so I have a couple for you. The first one says, I was bit and kicked by a student. Let's just stop right there for a second. Unacceptable, right? And yet very normal in the education system, especially if you work with certain populations in the school. Okay, so I was bitten kicked by a student. I let the principal know. He asked, so why did she do that to you? Did you instigate this? Mind you, I was a first grade teacher. So I'm sorry, but your first instinct is to say, well, what did you do to that first grade child to make them bite you and kick you? I mean, this is a young enough student where maybe the kicking I can like maybe brush off a little bit because I have a daughter that's in first grade, but to be honest, she doesn't kick me. So I don't understand this. So then to then ask that teacher, what did you do to make this happen is gaslighting because it immediately makes that teacher, and I can't put this on the teacher, but it would make me feel like, well, shoot, I mean, did I, what did I do? And it would make me replay that situation over and over again and try to think of what did I do? what did I do? Could I have prevented this? And that's an easy way to gaslight teachers is to make them think of how they could have done anything differently 
to change that situation when really the situation was completely inappropriate and not okay. They shouldn't have had to deal with it. Here's another one. And this one points to the fact that it's not always the administrators. Now we've been giving administrators a pretty hard time on my podcast, but I know that there's great administration. And when I say administration, I'm, I'm going all the way up to the top of the food chain. Okay. It's not just principals and vice principals. We go all the way up to the top because most of the principals I've had have been wonderful, supportive people, but they're also fighting this same toxic culture. But listen, it is now permeated into the parents. We now hear these same types of things from parents that make you feel like you are the problem as a teacher. You could have done something different. You should have done something different. And so here's an example of that from one of my mentees. One of my students came to me to ask if I could write a college letter of recommendation, which I write them when I can, and I could only write a few per year. I politely asked if she could find another teacher, and she understood and found another one pretty quick. She knew I felt terrible, typical people pleaser over here, to tell her no, but she understood it was a peak time of year when a bunch of project deadlines hit. She even said in her question to me, I know this is a bad time, but... Cut to, I receive an email from the parent that night, and my principal was CC'd. The dad told me how appalled and disappointed he was that I wouldn't agree to write a letter, that his daughter's needs should take precedence over anything else. And he never knew a teacher to be so selfish. Yes, how selfish of that teacher to simply ask if there was another way for that student to approach this when they waited till the last minute and see, (laughs) I just can't with this. Because I bet you this teacher already felt bad enough because they probably loved that student, wanted to help that student. But we have to draw a line. We have to make boundaries. And to be honest, let's put this in the adult world, okay, real quick. Let's say in my current job, I ask my manager to write me a letter of recommendation for my next job. She knew I was leaving, so she wouldn't have had a problem. But I asked during peak time on my team where she, there's no way she has time. She barely has time to do what she needs to do. So she just says, This time I can't. Is there anybody else that maybe has the bandwidth? And then let's just imagine that I write her an email and CC her boss and talk about how disappointed I am and that I can't believe how selfish she is being. The entitlement that these toxic parents, and I'll just call them toxic parents because, again, there are so many supportive, wonderful parents in the school system But there are some toxic parents who buy into this whole notion that we need to be just dropping everything for their kids. And this could start a whole nother series. I bet that all the teachers listening could tell me so many stories about things that you've been asked to do (laughs) for kids. I've been asked to remind kids about things that have nothing to do with school. I've been, I mean, I could go off on a tangent here. But the truth is, These parents also submit to this toxic positivity or this gaslighting culture that everything is our fault and turn it around where, no, it couldn't possibly be that your daughter waited till the last minute when there wasn't going to be enough time for that teacher to help her. No, it's the teacher being selfish. Oh, it's so, so frustrating. 
All right. On that same vein, I've got a couple of examples here that I found of some speakers that have these amazing speeches or TED Talks that they give that are now being fed to teachers at the beginning of the year by administration. And it's nothing short of toxic positivity and gaslighting. So the first one, and again, I'm not saying these speeches are not motivating or great, but it might not be the best thing for teachers who are already having a really hard time. So the first one is a speech called Handle Hard Better by Kara Lawson. And this teacher wrote to me and said, our teacher delivered a message at the beginning of the year about how it's not going to get easier in our field. What we have to do is handle hard better. <sighs> this is gaslighting. This is turning it back on the teachers and saying, since we're not doing anything about the fact that the education system is broken since we're not. And again, I'm not expecting principals to be the answer to this, but I mean, there's a greater problem here, right? This is not the problems that are happening in education are not because teachers don't know how to handle hard or don't know how to handle anything. It's simply that it's being pointed out again and again with what's happening in our world, that there is something else wrong with our education system in general, so telling the teachers that they just need to handle it better is so incredibly toxic and so inappropriate and not motivational at all. I don't know if any of those teachers could have walked out of there feeling motivated and equipped to do well. All right, the next one is Every Kid Needs a Champion by the late Rita Pearson. Now this one I think we've all heard it as teachers. It discusses the importance of forming strong bonds with students. She states that kids don't learn from people they don't like. Oh, this is untrue. It's not true, and it's not real life. Every student and teacher are not going to have a great relationship. That is impossible, unreasonable, and not okay to ask of teachers. Because again, it's not up to the kids. It's up to the teachers. This is, this is another piece of pressure put on the teachers. You have to make every kid like you. And how crazy is that? I taught middle school for most of my teaching career. So I had not just 30 students a year, but close to 150 each year. There is no way all 150 of those students are going to like me. And that's not my fault or my responsibility to take that on. This puts so much pressure on teachers to get along with each student, to pander to each student, to make sure that they like you. And then some of these toxic parents have bought into this. And so I've received so many emails and complaints throughout the years about, oh, well, they, they say that you don't like them. And to be honest, maybe that maybe that's true. Maybe I didn't like them. But do you really think as a professional that I would downgrade that student's grade or work or whatever because I didn't like them? If anything, I mean, let's just be perfectly honest. If I was corrupt as a teacher, if anything, I would want to pass them out of my grade level as quickly as possible. So really the solution I would have chosen if I were going to be a corrupt teacher was to give them all A's and say, I do not want to see you in my class ever again. You are so smart. You got to get out of here. That's not what happens though. And guess what? Teachers don't do this. I'm sure there's a bad egg out there. Aren't there a bad egg everywhere though in every profession? But that does not mean that all teachers are doing this because they don't like students and it's not up to you teachers to make sure every kid likes you. It's not okay. That's gaslighting. Now listen, 
There is a way out, teachers. There are other things that you will be successful at besides teaching. So if you are done with this, if you are so tired from dealing with the toxic positivity, with the gaslighting, with all the terrible things that you deal with day in and day out as a teacher, please let us help you. Over at Idle Courses Academy, we serve teachers. We serve anyone who wants to move into the instructional design and online learning field. But teachers, I've got a soft spot for you and I mentor for Idle Courses Academy. So when you join, use my code CLASSROOM100 You're going to get $100 off enrollment and you can join my mentor sessions where I know where you're coming from. I see you. I was you. And I've come out on the other side. It's time for you to take control and make the career change that will change your life. It sure changed mine. I'll see you next time. That's all for this episode, but you can find more at idlecourses.com or subscribe to the podcast. And if you are ready to leave the classroom, use my code CLASSROOM100 and get $100 off enrollment to Idle Courses Academy. Thank you.